Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us for episode two of Taboo. We are talking cannibalism, incest, and a whole lot more. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Listen, I feel like if James Delaney was alive right now, this would this be is a what jam. Like, this is what he's walking down the streets. Yeah, I see it. With his top hat. He's like, like, his own music video. Yeah, like, he, he traps so hard. Is, he does. He, he traps. <laughs> he does. He's, he's the definition of, like, hustle hard, trap hard, the whole nine. Back in the Go day. Go hard. 1800. <laughs> the OG. Guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We have a lot to discuss on this episode. There was a lot going on, um, but you can follow me. First of all, I'm Abigail Frere, and you can follow me on all social media at Abigail Frere. And I'm Olivia Gabri. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, The Real OG. Hello. I wish I had a better. <laughs> I I wish I I have, have, when you do that, though, you look so awful. like nice and innocent. It's like your face changes. Your face real. changes. You're like a child. <laughs> I wish I had a better English accent because all the English actors come to America. They have American accents that are amazing. Yeah. Some I didn't even know were actually English. English. Mm-hmm. And then my English accent. Hello. 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 That's all. I, <laughs> anyway, you can find me at I am Tehran all across the board: Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook. At I am Tehran. Say okay. Here's my English accent. I am a dangerous man. And you can follow me at Instagram and Twitter at Rickon. Don't ever. I feel like that was racist. I'm not, I don't I'm know how, keep doing it, man. I don't know how that's keep racist, doing it. but I felt like it was I racist. I am a dangerous man. <laughs> I just felt like the way it was like. If I was English, I'd be like, whoa, why are you mocking us? But you know? hello isn't mocking them. Hello. Yeah, like, <laughs> hello. That's like quintessential, like, What do you mean? Hello, 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 hello. Listen, All right. I support you however you want to speak. So, let's just jump right into it. Um, I have to say, Tom Hardy, the way he, like, I feel like some of his, um, maybe I want to go as far as monologues, but... When he's having these speeches, I feel like with any other actor, I would be, I would think it's cheesy. Like, there's, I feel like a lot of times in the show, it gets so serious to the point where it's almost, no? Okay, you guys no, don't No, 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 I'm like, waiting for you almost, to make a point. Okay, where it's almost humorous. And so, I just really respect um, Tom Hardy's acting, especially in this episode. He's really good at keeping it real and, like. I don't know. Serious to the point where it. This is when you know someone is attracted to someone else. No, you think Tom Hardy's attractive? Just, Trust like, me. I if do this think was... he's attractive, but I really like. He, he's like. Um, I'm trying to think of another. Like, uh, like m- he reminds me of um, the the Lincoln commercials. With the Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Where's, where's where it's like so where's serious. Where's Wallace Booger? Where's Wallace Booger? Okay. You know? Is that no. what he was doing in it? I don't know. If <laughs> you ever seen the Jim Carrey? No. Like, no. Uh, Sinella, I don't know. I'm telling you, Rick becomes more and more racist. That was also racist. No, but you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just, it makes you fall into the story. Some people, it will be cheesy. And with him, I'm just like, what? Keep talking. Yeah. You not because he's hot. Not because he's hot. Tom Hardy was everything about him, not just his look. If it was John Hardy, the guy who worked at Walmart, after <laughs> conversations, you wouldn't feel the same. He's one of the Hardy if boys. If he was a good actor, maybe. Tom Hardy is a very charismatic actor. Yes. He's also a very good actor. I don't know if he's a good actor in this particular so you role. Just agree with I me just that? really enjoy the show. So this show reminds me. It, it, it doesn't. It takes itself so seriously that as an audience member, you don't take it serious. Okay. Because it is the second episode is exactly like the first episode. First of all. Right? There's not much difference. It's still the same tone. 
same about information. I think the whole thing is going to be this tone. I, I don't know. I'm hoping that it. I'm hoping that there is more awakening as the show goes on. But I do find it very interesting because I really like Tom Hardy and I really like the characters. But do I take the characters seriously? No. Do I take that the fat guy who's the the murderer? Okay, we'll get to that. Who's we done nothing? Who's done nothing? By the way, done nothing even after being threatened to be fired. And all he does is give the look like the, it's that's supposed to be ominous, but it looks like he just saw some pizza. No, <laughs> I don't take it serious. Do you like British television? I love British television. Okay. Hey, you so, like Peaky Blinders. A Peaky Blinders is a great show. And you know what? I actually really enjoy this show, but I'm not going to lie and be like the acting is phenomenal, even though it, they have phenomenal so English Abby actors basically on the show. thinks that Tom Hardy is hot. No, I see no. you guys are degrading I, no, no, what I'm, I'm saying. Kidding. No, I'm, I'm like not dismissing you what are, you're saying. You are. But I am thinking it's that you're crossing It's kind of like calling every female whore or like they no. do in the not, show. Not at all. You've got it way is. past. No, it's like that. No, it's anyway, kind of like calling so Rick let's... racist for no reason. <laughs> exactly. But that's what she just sense. did. That they made no sense. So the no. the concept is that Tom Hardy is. Are you going to tell me what good, the concept? No, is a good attractive, charismatic actor. And so, honestly, just like Matthew McConaughey, they can almost make anything interesting. And that's what I was saying. They make it amazing, but it's not. That doesn't mean that those words are amazing and the soliloquies are are amazing. They're not. But he makes me feel like it is. Because of him. Which is what I was saying. But it's not because it's good acting. It's just he's a charismatic person. This person can say anything. Good Good acting is what John Lithgow did in The Crown. John Lithgow made the crown. He so you brought don't think that, uh, to life. an actor being able to grab your attention like well, that—that that just makes them charismatic. That doesn't make them a good actor. Wait, wait, wait. turn on. So, well, what movie? Give me, give, give me some, give us some context. What movie did you, you like Tom right. Hardy in? Where you're like, that is like really, like that's where he's being his best. You don't like him in any movies. Uh, there are, isn't a movie that comes to mind that I could just bring up, except for Layer Cake. And I really liked Tom Hardy's acting role in Layer Cake. But then later on, I found out that that was almost a nice Tom Hardy. It was the nicest he was as far as his acting career. However, I do find Tom Hardy to be a very charismatic actor. But do I think he's, do I think he's Daniel Day-Lewis? No. No, I don't. Do I think Tom Hardy's a, a very charismatic? I love watching him. He's a charming actor that compels me and captivates me to watch his movements, yes, but it's not because of him, of him as an actor. I think it's more of him as a person. So okay. you didn't like him in Star Trek. So you think he's cute too, then? I did not like. I did <laughs> not like Tom Hardy. And so. I did not like Tom Hardy in Star Trek. And yes, I think Tom Hardy's a very attractive person. So yes. So if you're saying, do I think he's cute? Yes, sure. I think that him being an attractive and that alphaness that he gives off on screen does that play into my opinion of him as a charismatic role actor? Yes. Do I think he's a good role actor? I don't know, but not in this. It just okay. happens that okay. he's charismatic. We got it. We got well, it. He's got, you know, you've got your whole, like, he's Bane, Jack the Ripper. And it's it's a very similar character flow. Okay. So, um, the episode opens up with um, the threatening of an, of, um, an excommunication, basically, or being dismissed from East India by the prince would the, the, the prince regent. What's the prince regent? George the fourth is his not son. king yet. Right. George so, the third's son. So right. George the fourth is he prince regent over. because his father, George the third, became mentally ill after right. the passing of his little sister or princess Amelia. And so he is threatened, basically, that if he doesn't kill James in two days, he's going to be completely removed from the East India 
company right. completely. So he didn't no, that's see... Pedophile. No, that's, that's, that's pedophile. pedophile. Prince, Prince Regents that got leprosy. Exactly. So oh, okay. So I'm talking about the, I'm talking about when it opens. Pettifer and Pettifer was the guy that we closed on yes. the last episode, yes. and then we okay. Thank you. I'm sorry. I had them confused. That's okay. Pettifer. Okay. So he doesn't seem really concerned. Well, to me, what do you? It's just. I mean, I don't think. I think he seems concerned, but there's only so much he can do. It's very clear that the East India Company kind of runs the show of. You know, they they have the most power at this point, and I think everybody fears them, and I think that he knows that he has to live up to their I wouldn't use the word request. everybody, because clearly James Delaney could give well, two Well, aside from like, James Delaney. I didn't like but he's looking that towards the USA. Open. He's looking towards America, that's why. Possibly. We don't know. Not I yet. Think right. They open the episode motive. with this very short timeline, and then you never really see anything else happening in regards to what the episode opened with. Because st- Strange that bothered threatens Pettifer's dismissal, Saying right. you have two days basically to do something about the right. situation, and then and you're right. like, nothing okay. happens. Right. Pettifer takes no strides to either incapacitating James Delaney, m- murdering James Delaney, right. setting James Delaney up, which we do see at the end with the. With so he has the, nothing to do with Silver we don't know. The, the we don't know if he has anything to do with those things going also on. After but you don't be. see it. Like there's no. Yeah, they we didn't don't show it see, they're not showing it behind the they, scenes right, for, right. for the viewers that, oh, he actually is doing something. There, there's no direct connection right. because, technically speaking, James Delaney has so many enemies at this mm-hmm. point anyone that it could be, be anyone. It. Right. it could be the Prince Regent. It could be the Horden Mother. It could be Strange. The hey, it could <laughs> be the Chinese, man. They killed the token Asian guy, the Silvertooth dude. I mean, they did. You know, well, they haven't introduced any Asian characters yet, so, and then they kill the only guy that. At least they have Asian characters and don't just yeah. th- use the word nigger for no reason. Like, <laughs> they're, just not, word. they're throwing it out there, like, every episode now. And so, now they added mulatto. Yes. Is that, so, does that yes. word offend you? Mulatto. That, I, you know what? Neither, oh, that's of, my words, question. neither of the words actually offend me within the context of the film. In the film, they're using it in what I've deemed appropriate. At the time period, right. conversation and language. Do I think mulatto is an offensive term? Personally, I don't. But then again, I also wasn't raised in a in a time period where mulatto for mixed people was an offensive term. It's not even a term that people we don't use. Really use it. Yeah, we don't really use it now. Yeah, no, I don't well, think I've ever heard anyone no. use it. Yeah. Well, because we, we use the word multicultural now. Or persons of color or yeah. mixed. Right. We use yeah. a lot right. of things, but we don't use the word right. mulatto unless it comes to a pet. <laughs> Not to be confused with the cookie Milanos. Um, okay, oh thank you, <laughs> um, And then it cuts to um, James digging up something, and it ends up being diamonds. Right. Those mm-hmm. are what he buried in Which, the beginning of the first bang. episode. Yes. That must have been what he um, took back from Africa. Those are his riches. Right. I don't think it's all he took back. No, in fact, well, I think a it's portion just a token. of it. Exactly. But it shows how much... He had. I mean, he's he got a lot of different like, rabbit holes beyond of like, yeah, like of many people there. Um, so that was cool. I don't know that we got to see finally after the first episode what he buried. Well, it wasn't just and cool. Then, it also came to play later because he well, sent one of the diamonds to the sister. Uh, right, he sent it to her, and then he all. We'll get there. We'll get there. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm going in order, chronological order. But you want to talk about the sister? Well, so he's talking about diamonds. Just because it came back to the diamonds. Right. So the diamonds he uses, and he's somehow transferring this into English pounds, which he uses to pay back 
the do, do we think that he father. did that though? Do we think he sold one of the diamonds for pounds, or do we think that's extra money that he had as well? I think well? he's got money I think he everywhere. Just has money. He just has like, rabbit those holes of like money where he just digs and just like there's coins in one one hole. There's diamonds in another hole. There's like in that boat, it looked like there was jewels. I was like, I yeah, that's what I, I believe. Was like, well, that I he threw into be the there water. Too, so, <laughs> you know, um, so he, Olivia's he, too young for the Goonies. Uh, so. uh, okay. Good reference. <laughs> so he's packing. Um, anyway, then we... <laughs> <laughs> not so his we're talking about I'm talking his, about... I'm not his, always talking about sexual things. He's packing financially. Financially. Um, so then he gives Bryce uh, the... Bryce. Bu- Brace. 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 Mr. Brace. Mr. Brace. Mr. Brace. Okay. Well, once again, it's the, a Batman reference because yeah, it's he, Alfred. It's Alfred. He's he's the... Right. Okay, you guys are just going to always compare it. Yeah. I like the show. You don't like the show. I, no, I really like the show, but I'm joke? also... He's, he's like I the, enjoy he's like the dimensions of the character. I like yeah. the show, but I also like things like depth, and I like things like storyline, <laughs> and I like things like articulation and script writing. So... These things in this show, I'm not going to placate as if they exist okay. more than they do. Just because they say, they're they saying things with, with a very fancy accent doesn't mean they're saying things very fancy. I they are understand not. that. <laughs> Again, difference of opinion. Anyway, uh, so then he makes it very clear that drinks are going to be controlled in the house. Um, he questions the butler about what his father was drinking, what he was eating before he died, and it's made aware that he was only drinking um, honey beer, and the person who was supplying that is now dead as well. So, did anyone think that he just died, or do we think it was a cover? Like, he was killed for someone to cover their own tracks? Um, Did that occur? It could be, I mean, it could be a possibility. I feel like you don't care. So, was it clear that this man, he was hired to poison the beer that's what give, I'm thinking yeah or, or was they he had access to that beer someone, the assumption yes. Yes. The someone assumption was paid to poison he him he had access and the access is what contaminated with poison right so do I think that it's part of the cover up yes do I think it's not so much as this was done we know that James's father was poisoned right. what we don't know is who by now in this plot we are introduced to is it possibly the sister's Husband, mm-hmm. it is possible. Is it the East India Company? Also possible. Is it the Prince Regent himself? Unlikely, but still plausible, because we realize that so many people had such an affinity towards Nutka that mm-hmm. it was anybody's guess. And now at the end, we're introduced to a wife who we didn't right. even know existed. existed. Right. And that, I mean. It's, That's far-fetched, but it could have been her as well. It's funny because, um, you know, Horace had so many enemies. <laughs> That's his name, right? Yeah, Horace Delaney. He had so yep. many enemies, and so many people wanted to kill him, and James just inherited all of, all of his enemies because all the same groups of people are looking to kill him as well. And more. And more, because and he more. just pisses people off. He is also very aggressive and doesn't go with the system. And at this point, you made a great point when you said the East India Company is the most powerful company on the planet. Right. Even the Prince Regent has reason to not only fear but dislike the East India because he resents the amount of power that they hold even over the crown. Well, he made that very clear. And he's like, fuck him. And he's like, <laughs> I, I intend to. Um, and so then we go to the auction where James shocks everybody by purchasing this ship for... Uh, I think pounds. well eight hundred, but I think the closest 
next bid was like what six hundred and twenty or something. That was yeah, he went way over. Well, he went way over. He went way over what was necessary, and everyone just kind of shut up. And then all of a sudden, it's James purchasing the ship, which ends up being a ship that the East India Company used to own, and basically James calls them out for slave trading, which was something that was hit, trying trying to be hid from everybody because it wasn't. Well, the East India was a legitimate company, right. and legitimate companies at the Doing time did not do shady things. things. Well, slave, slave trade, trade was still legitimate at the time, but it was not, not regal or royal. Thing. Exactly. Right, right. And so they denied it, but it was very lucrative to be a slave trader. In oh, fact, right. a lot of people don't realize the history that Christopher Columbus, for example, the way he financed a lot of his adventures was by slave trading. Once again, it wasn't something that was that was exactly looked upon in a positive light, but it was something that was a reality of the time. Right. Um, so then everyone in the East India Company kind of gets together after this and tries to figure out how James afforded the ship, how he knows all the happenings that are going on, and they come to the conclusion that America has come to James, probably in Africa, to team up with him and basically send him in almost undercover to help take down the Britons with the trading issues that they're having during the War of 1812. Right. What exactly do you guys... I, when I first was listening to this, I was like, no, like, they're they're completely off. But then when it gets to the point where James goes into the hospital, the St. Bartholomew Hospital, and he's giving all the code names to the doctor, and he is um, having this conversation with him, then I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, maybe he actually is... I don't think that he is. I think that he's just knowledgeable. Like, he knows what he's capable of because he knows having the Nuka Sound gives him power. Right. But I think if he truly was connected to the Americans, he would use the correct terms. Or he just met up with, like, an old guy and, like, the guy, the guy, like, Dumbarton, the guy that he met, met up with, is, like, maybe trying to throw him off the thing and say, like, dude, we don't use that code anymore. You think so? Could be. I mean, he, you know, he, he could be testing him. He could be testing I him. I think he would have taken it more seriously because he gave, he did test him and give him chances to redeem himself, but then he completely wrote him off. I don't know if he felt threatened by him, but I didn't think that. I think James was trying to play it up like he was in with the Americans, but he wasn't quite yet. That's just my so opinion. At this, giving some context historically, this is only 30 years basically removed from. When the separation became, right. of the United States. Right. Yeah. And in in the United Kingdom, they were not happy about this because to them, not only was it a separation and a loss of immense wealth and obviously immeasurable opportunity, it was also what they would consider a slippery slope. At this point, and even still today, don't let's not forget that the UK is responsible for something like a third of the planet. Right. Whether we forget all the time that Canada, Australia, all these countries still have... A, a basically alliance to the United Kingdom. There's still, even the Queen is on their money right. for a reason. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be a slippery slope. The United States is separated. Now they're thinking, oh, everyone else is it's going to try to do the same rebel, thing. And right. it did spark the Irish <laughs> Rebellion in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to now we're in this situation where there is a current war of 1812 that is a territory dispute going on. The lines of Canada and the United States is being drawn up. This Nootka Sound is a perfect landing point for trade. It is imminent. It is a perfect location for this. And the Americans and the Brits are meeting in Ghent, which is in Belgium. They're meeting in Belgium in order to have secret negotiations to clear the war. 
England cannot suffer another loss. They cannot. Because two losses so close back to back, that is such a burden on any empire. So they have to basically, and they despise this. They despise the Americans. And we come to a point where now we meet this doctor, and James is speaking about Colonnade, who he's obviously served some type of connection or interaction with to get enough information there. Right. But we do realize that if the Americans had come to him, then they would be aware. Right. Like, they and would be, be further aware along. But he's actually going to them. It's right. the reverse. Right. And why, we don't know what his actual motive is. Is he trying to pit the Brits against the Americans as they already are? Possibly. Because as we know, he, he has no intentions of selling this land. Mm-hmm. He has no intentions. If he did, he would have went along with the system and gotten the best price from the East India, who basically has the most money on the planet. Right. Even more than the United States at this point. Even more than the United Kingdom. They have their own army. Mm-hmm. They are a power within, when, within itself. So why is this happening? Is because James has some ulterior motive, which is something that's been the context throughout the show. Is what is James' secret plan? It's it's like that saying like the people who they laughed at the people who were dancing only because they couldn't hear the music themselves. So they're thinking these people are crazy. James is the only one who hears this music. Exactly. And he speaks to himself in tongues. He has this motive, and we don't know what it is. Well, do you think that his father possibly had a motive, too? Because a lot of people are looking at James like he's crazy, but basically because they don't understand where he's coming from or what he's planning. And it could be the same with his father because, you know, as um, Lorna, his wife, his father's wife said, he had he would like dream of America just as James does. Like, he looks forward to America. Uh, I don't think the father was quite as aware as as James is. I think maybe there's something that the father told him or he knows of some other fact that we have yet to be informed of as well. But I don't think that the father had some overwhelming plan. Really? No. It's hard to uh, but tell that's just because my every, like, we don't really hear <clears throat> from another perspective. So. Um, and then it goes from this meeting with East India to James tracking down Atticus. Well, actually, not really tracking down Atticus. Atticus took James' horse. So, <laughs> <laughs> give me back my horse. Yeah. And so, left his name. Like, and left Atticus his name. Took, like, come find me. Come hey, get me. I like, I need to talk bro. to you. And we find out that um, someone came to Atticus, who we find out later was um, Zilpha's husband, um, Deary, uh, to try and kill. He wanted Atticus to kill Horace. And Horace, I'm sorry. Yeah, he wanted Atticus to kill Horace. And Atticus wouldn't do it because they served together, they traveled the world together, they had this bond. And so like that badass tattoo because right, of Right, which he was crazy. <laughs> that guy, like, that, he scared me more than, than James. I don't think... I think. He has... It was funny because he looks so, like, threatening and scary, but and he, he, he just wants speak. information for his book. He's like, so what's the biggest thing you've ever seen? And that what's was, the smallest thing? And that was, I think, a really important... It shows really the important point of... The, the the whole episode, too. Like, what was the biggest thing? Okay, uh, elephant, whatever. What was the smallest thing you saw? And he said human kindness. And Which was so, great. That, that was, to me, the point of, okay, now the writers are thinking. That's, right. a, that's a great cliche to throw in. It's interesting. It's fun. But then they expounded and it was not just an ant. An ant. Right. Yeah. But I like that. <laughs> human kindness is the smallest thing that I saw in Africa. Because at that time, especially Africa None was a dreary, right. horrible place with the pillaging and the colonization. Um, and so then, basically, Atticus is employed now by 
uh, James to be act as a spy because he wants to find out who is doing this. And um, he wants to get to the bottom of it, basically. Which we also find him trying to do with uh, the, the mother whore. Um, and when he goes to the whorehouse, Hel- he, Helga, Helga, right? uh, or Helda, Helda, Helga, 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 Franca Patente. Um, when Helga. he goes there again, there's st- why are they still there? Why are they still in his in his on his property? They haven't he, been kicked out. Yet. I think she's somewhere else, and that's why he shows up. I think it's not his property. Yeah, it's like it's her, not it's the her same normal place. place. Yeah, it's, it's a her different. Place. It's a new it's her normal brothel. Because yeah, it's a brothel. She okay. um, is setting up James to be killed because she wants to reclaim her. Well, obvious, right? Her whorehouse. Okay, so it is a new place. It looked the same as the first. I'm place. sure you a know, lot of places back in those is. days probably okay. all looked the same. Wait, so okay. which leads to winter is coming, right? Like, yes. like the like her like her daughter. <laughs> which, which again is like I said last week. They're trying to be kind of games of throny. Games of throny. <laughs> yes, but also Games of Thrones. Of course, it's Games of Thrones because if you notice, <laughs> there's a lot of Games of Thrones actors Under, throughout. Yeah. yeah, throughout the show. Right. I, I'm Jonathan Price. Yeah, I'm watching this, and I'm like, they're basically employing half the actors and actresses. It's like, oh, you're, this is your off season. Come on, this, and then yeah. you can go back and and do your money making show. Um, but so James meets James meets. Uh, well, doesn't meet Winter. Winter. Everyone's seeking him out, I guess, in this episode more so than him. Seeking other people out, um, so Winter finds James, tells him of this boat, um, and is cr- really creepy and almost. James acted in a very um, unsettling way for me. Like I think this is the first time I saw, I saw him soften. It was weird that he trusted her right off the bat. He trusted her, peculiar. and he was like, "Well, where, where in America do you want to go?" You know, gave two city, Boston or New York, and it was a weird. I think I that, was like gonna, that was more of a tease. That was more of a tease. I do think that it's possible that because she was mixed, James felt an affinity towards her mm-hmm. that he might not have felt otherwise. Okay, because Because of... she was mixed. Okay. Right. And with Winter seeking him out, it's almost where we're not even sure if she really exists. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because the way it plays, I mean, it is possible that it's something that is in his head. Hilda never admits to her existence. That's true, but and the she way she reacted, the boat. but the way she reacted when he said your eyes, like I mean, it was like I feel like but she kind of stepped back. I, also, be because the murderer is in her face. Okay, anything okay. is possible within the show. There is still an air of supernatural, yeah, that exists throughout. We see a lot of voodoo references. We Did see guys, the carving on the boat. At, Actually, like I don't know if you guys saw, so like when he's on the boat and gets all naked and he's doing his yes. weird thing, you actually see the ghost <laughs> of his father. If you go back and watch, if you guys, if the audience goes back and watch, like rewind it, do whatever you want to do, you see a face in the background. There's some, and it, was it clear that it was his father? I missed was, the ghost. Yeah, no, go I back. It, it, it was, no, he was there. He was okay. there. That, that's the whole thing. It's like I almost missed it. But uh, did you catch it the first time? Yes. Okay. It was very Fight Club esque, where it was almost cut in. <clears throat> it was just interesting. There's an air of supernaturalness that's within, where we don't know which realm this is all taking place in. So, is Winter a real person? That's a question we actually still haven't don't answered. A hundred percent. She does disappear off the boat that's in the middle of of the water, mm-hmm. and he shows his ruthless nature by just jumping in the water at night and burning a boat down. And burning a boat <laughs> down, but he jumps just jumping in water at that night. That creeped me out. In in general, yeah. But she she said that the silver toothed man was on that boat, didn't she? That she was, was the, the one reason. She was him informing him. She was informing him. But he it. burned it down and he, the man wasn't on the ship at all. The one that he burned down. Wasn't that the purpose of him going yeah, there? Was to right, seek out the right. man who but was going to kill him. But we also don't know. 
<coughs> pardon me. We also don't know whose side Winter's actually on as well. Like, is he playing James? Right. Like, we have no. Are she playing James? We have no idea. But I'm just saying, if she was, if she was real, like, there's a possibility that this information could have been accurate. But if she wasn't real, then you know he was just going to burn this down for no reason. There's no one actually on the ship, so it could be a possibility that he just imagined this whole thing because he was wrong. It seemed like it was accurate information. What's not accurate or something that's confirmed is the existence of winter do i think that winter exists i do personally but that's at the best right now that's an opinion it's almost a 60 40 opinion at the most is winter a figment of his imagination possibly i think she's made up so unless she so you, swam so home so i think she's, so think she's, she's like supernatural made up. ghost okay yeah well she and that's what that's the reference point of does she exist is because she vanishes off the boat now right. is she a very apt competent, able young woman of 13 who a lot of these women raised in these circumstances would have to be at that age, possibly. Is she a figment of his imagination? That's also extremely possible. We don't know the depth of James Delaney yet. In fact, if you look back, other than knowing his history, we don't know anything about James Delaney. We do not. We don't actually know his mental state. We are taking for granted the fact that he is the lead and the protagonist in the storyline. But other than that, we do not know. And he's having right. these PTSD-like moments <clears throat> as well. So, I, I mean, I think his mental state's slightly... It almost seems to, from the PTSD anyway. moments, it it's kind of unclear to me what side of it he was on. Like, it almost seems like he could have been up amongst the slaves himself. And that, that's for I the like first he felt, time. Like he has, I feel like he has guilt. He has that's guilt. what like, I have He been sympathizes thinking. with, you know, with, like, the people in Africa. And so, like, everything that's gone on, like, he, he's, like, he's just, like, that's why he was, like, putting himself in the chains. Especially now you know, that like, he just has trying to feel their, their pain. You know? and, and he has all these diamonds, all these jewels. I mean, he definitely was the person in charge. And he just tosses them in the water. So, so yeah. I, I don't know if he's just, like, like this, this ship was, like, a, like a diseased, like, ship of, like, you know, slavery and, and it's his guilt and he's throwing it's his yeah. curse it's like, and it's his just guilt like let me throw these jewels mm-hmm. that exactly. I Wash abuse people to get you know or, or power or you know we'll, we'll figure it out but um the then he goes like absolutely mad trying to find the treaty for um the Nudka Sound because the crown if the crown comes after him for the land, if it was claimed by war, then they could technically claim it as a, a, a spoil of war, correct? As long as if it wasn't claimed by, or if he didn't gain it by a treaty, he, 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 needs, he needs to have a physical copy of that treaty. And he's afraid if right. he can't find it, right. because that is his <clears throat> ace in the hole. And if right. he can't find that ace to play, he's then he's also at a loss here. But you did say something where you're like, well, we'll find out eventually. And that's what my problem with the show is, okay. ultimately, is because I don't know if we'll find out eventually. How long will they drag this out? True, it's only in the second episode. However, what they're trying to do, and I remember watching Lost and thinking, how long can they dra- drag this out? Ugh. And they did for a very long time, We waiting till the last episode to know exactly what was going on. Right. With this, the storyline isn't as in-depth as Lost for me, and the characters aren't as, as deep. deep in their dimensions as Lost for me to wait eight seasons to figure out what's going on with James Delaney. So if we figure it out, then what? That's the, How long can this actually take place? That's what These are things that I have concerns about when I'm watching the show unfold. The most interesting part of the show right now is the incestuous relationship between James and his sister. 
It's I don't all, think that's the most interesting For you, card. it might be. It's but not just I, I, for that's me. not a dig. I mean, I'm not name, even trying to be a... It, the name is taboo for a reason. Yeah. So it's not just that for is, me. Uh, so I, the concept I'm... of the show is that this is taboo. Right. So what exactly is taboo about it? Because nothing so far has been exactly taboo. It might not have been kind. It might not be nice. But to taboo, the only taboo thing that I can see or the interesting dynamic is between James Delaney and his half-sister. What about him biting necks? Eating people. Oh, that's Olivia's favorite part. Oh, that was nasty. We'll get to that. I mean, <laughs> that was gruesome, think... but it wasn't that interesting. He okay. he murdered someone. So if I who's trying to kill him, biting someone's neck and stabbing them and shooting them, the result is the same. Okay. It's it's a foreshadow from her more. saying, "I actually okay. did you actually eat people's flesh?" And then he says, "Without her present, yeah, I did. Yes, I did. I'm this is this is my means of attack to to dominate him." So on that, you think he actually ate the flesh? Well, you eat a he little bit of it, right? It? Yeah, the, the blood kind of, you know. I mean, he definitely bit him. I don't think he was eating the flesh. He was when trying he to bit the neck. He bit it. He had blood in his mouth, but he's that's not like... That's technically eating flesh. He didn't flesh. eat he the didn't flesh, eat it, but He didn't chew a, the flesh and swallow it. That's a he vicious it way to kill it someone. It is, but I would not call him a cannibal. But no, but see, but like back then, right? It's like they, like the way that they killed people was like hanging people. And she you know, asked like, people. Like, you know, like nobody like they think nobody he's was a like, cannibal ah, though. He's not a cannibal. But maybe that's he's not a cannibal. cannibal but, that saying, but saying like what like doing those type of acts can be like so considered cannibal. His cannibal act of biting someone's neck. He's not a cannibal, but he's also not a vampire. What kind of effect did you think he had when he bit his attacker's neck? And after, after he's already he, won. Yeah, savage. He bit. That is it's, exactly. It is a savage way of attack, and it would be not, possible not, to be connected okay. to voodoo if he did eat yeah, the flesh of another man. Thinking it was something maybe he picked up from his experiences in Africa, whatever those experiences were. Well, and with voodoo, because normally he, you need some sort of uh, something from that person, like their hair or. You're an expert in voodoo. I'm now? not an expert in voodoo. I. Hey, so if someone you watching watch. can tell us like what he's saying, please put it in the comments. You know what? Well, do, do we know what language he's actually speaking? That's what I'm saying. If someone like watching tribal... knows it, please put it in the comments. We don't I would know. love to know. And when he was doing that, what do we think? It, it what? What do you think he was doing when he was doing all the voodoo on the ship and he was carving stuff into the ship and he was having those flashbacks? I mean, is that just him going through something, or do you think he was trying to like? cleanse the ship before he used it or do you think he finally he realized that it was a slave ship do you think he knew it was a slave ship before he bought it what I think he knew exactly what that ship was before he purchased it as we've seen throughout both episodes he's not only extremely premeditated he is extremely well informed he knows about secret government meetings and declarations he knows about the use of land that not even everyone in the company knew he's very extremely well informed which we still need to find out who his informant or or informants are because he's very for someone who just got back from africa he's very tapped in and we need to know where this is coming from where this information is coming from how he's able to basically manipulate the information for the Americans, how he's able to utilize this information to create this master plan that we're not fully aware of, but we are all very confident that he has. So when you're asking me about this ship, did he know what that ship was? A hundred percent he knew what the ship was. He had no qualms about why he went in and purchased that particular ship for 800 pounds. Okay, so if he's purchasing that on purpose, then why did he need to take a moment and go into the ship and... and 
do all of those acts. Maybe he was just cleansing it? Yeah, That's like what a, I'm like asking. Ritual, like, do you yeah, think some, he was some cleansing version, it? Like a ritual okay. just to say, you know, like a lot of bad stuff happened here. Like when people like so the house, they like, do the, like, they burn the incense he, and all those. Like, is that his... He was yeah. having flash... Because, remember, he escaped from a, a sunken slave ship. So right. he was having flashbacks of those slaves being... Like, did you see the water? They were drowning and dying, so... It, I took it as he was cleansing it, and by him being like naked and chaining himself, maybe he had to put himself in their position. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't think it was a cleansing. What do you think it was? I think it was. I think he just still. I think he still feels responsible, and I think he's like he's naked. That's an embarrassment. That's but not a cleansing. What would that do for That's, him? Uh, I'm, an, I'm not an apology, but some sort of an atonement. Not a cleansing of the ship. Well, that's what I mean. An like atonement, atonement for him. Atonement for right him, word. maybe, right. but not for the ship. Right. Well, that would be like a cleanse it. of him, him. I think there's personally. more to it than all of us <clears throat> are putting together because an atonement is respectful, sure, and we all want him to be atoned if he was part of this. But I think there's a there's way more underlying story there. There was way more to the ritual than just simply atonement. There was something more. So was he releasing a curse or creating one? Was he atoning or destroying? Was he placating? We don't know yet because we haven't heard the story of James Delaney. Right. We're taking it on, on faith that he will be the hero protagonist, even though everything that he's doing is basically villainous in some type of way. So what do I think he's doing on the ship? Well... Obviously, there's something supernatural, once again. But how supernatural is it? How does this play? Where are his past experience? Where are they actually from? Is he empathizing? Or is he in the position where it happened to him? That's what I was thinking. Is he the collector of these jewels? Or was he the survivor of the jewels and knew where they were as someone else collected them? We do not know. We do know that he has a more questionable background, not just of his past personal story, but even his genetic heritage, because he is tribal. So while we like throwing out the terms like savage, we have to remember that this might be a culture that he embraced, and that culture has as much equal right as any other culture. So we do not know. That's why I'm having a hard time with this conversation where I'm like, I don't know what James Delaney is really about. I just know that I really like him. <laughs> Villain or hero. <laughs> um, so we have to we have to rush through the end. There's so much that happened in this episode. But the reading of the debt happens after Zilpha receives a diamond from James, which basically I think the diamond is for her safekeeping. Do you guys agree, disagree? It could be Because she ran to put that away and hide it. Well, it could be the fact that she w- she was left nothing in her father's will, so maybe that was making up for the fact that she got nothing. Token of but love. she didn't know that at that time. Only James knew that. He so knew he was that. kind of like planning ahead, like, take this. she Because she, she didn't know that she was receiving nothing. Or it could be a part, like, him contributing to her independence. Oh, wait, because you never know. Maybe her husband could be the next one to go. It's token of maybe. love. It could girl, be a token girl, girl, of affection. Like right. Yeah, girls like right. diamonds. Right? And we didn't read that letter. We didn't. So we have no idea it, what it said. And it seems that James has a very strong affection for his half-sister. And there's clearly now, at this point, almost, once again, there's still that 
slither of doubt, but almost no doubt that they've had some type of incestuous relationship. He's made mention at this point where you used to straighten your skirt and act like nothing happened. And they got in a fight over that. And the sounds that she would make while they were in the forest or the jungle where there was definite sexual tension between them this time. The last time we're like, whoa, are we reading too much into it? This time it's, it would be questionable if there wasn't and they're like what do you mean we weren't even talking about sex we were just (laughs) talking about you know ironing my skirt both of them feel the same way both were hurt by the other person and i feel like neither of them have really ever come to some sort of uh a conclusion obviously with each other because there's been no closure he left and she got married and now they're kind of i love it's 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 like i feel like only girls would want a closure on an incestuous relationship I mean, with a kid and everything. Okay. Possible kid. Also another connection where it's like another loose end, which I'm hoping that the show... will tie that up. So you want closure? We're only in episode two, though. We're only in episode two. I want resolution. (laughs) Okay. We're only in episode two. Um, So when um, Thwait is reading off the will and the debt, um, all of the people who are owed money are there screaming, being barbaric. Again, um... It's then revealed that James is the only heir to anything that is left, and that he, because, or, is that normal that when you inherit something from someone, then you don't, you don't inherit their debts? I thought you do inherit their debt, their debt. But he did not inherit well, the Well, at least debts. in this episode, like when he they're showing right. together So he debts. didn't inherit the debts of his father, and everyone was super pissed about it. And then, again, him being the barbarian went and paid it off anyway to everybody's surprise. And before he would pay it off, he's like, no, no, you will get in line. So he's a control freak. But also, he's the only one here acting in a more humane way than what was expected or than anyone else probably would have done if they were inheriting no debt. Which we actually Which see... Which I like those twists com- when he always surprises us. Comparison to a lot of the savagery that was attributed to the slaves. Yeah. And a lot more, in a lot of ways, they were also more humane than their slave owners. So it's another quality where I'm still thinking James may not have been the captain of the ship, okay. but a captive on the ship. I don't know. I do know that in this court proceeding, which I believe that this show is very... up. Basically, it's very historically accurate right. at this point. Mm-hmm. So I would believe that in some ways that the debts of the father do not go down to the son. And I know that it's not part of American law for that to happen. It may not be part of common law. I'd have to actually research. Okay. I don't think that that's always the case. And okay. especially, clearly in this case, it was not. And he did pay the debtors anyway. To the exact To the exact tune. It's like he calculated it, once again, being calculating as he is. He paid the debt, but what is control, I still think, is a form of manipulation. Basically, he's not just controlling them, he's, he's alpha-mailing them. Well, right, and he's, you know, you guys all think I'm this, and here... Yeah, he just came in like a boss. You know, yeah. No, but the way he did <laughs> now, it was so savage. The right. way he did it, he poured. He didn't hand like, hey, no. guys, hey, everyone. He I, can act no, he was like, they need to get in line, and... But it was for, I think that there's another deceptive purpose behind it. Well, I think it changed a lot of their opinions also of him, because you hear in the background, like, oh, I didn't expect that, da 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 So I think it's changing, at least, you know, those people aren't anything, but it's changing some of the public's perception of him. 
But not are that we, that might are we saying James Delaney is the person who cares about public perception? Or no, the person no. that has makes, a specific no, plan? He has a motive for why he did what he did. And, but you don't know those and, people might end up working for him? Or You don't know. I don't know. Well, it also makes them back off. Because like, well, right. you heard one of the guys say, like, well, then if you get inherited the stuff from your father, then you should, like, split that Sell stuff up and give it to right, us. Right. But if he's just like, dude, here's your money. Then it's just like then he can just concentrate on Nick sound and nobody can come after him for it. You know, like just like, oh yeah, dude, you already paid me. So I don't think he's worried about anyone coming after him Someone for those things. Out. But I think it's just the noise, the white noise. Of yeah, it, yeah, which I agree. Right. So you just focus on because he's already dealing with the. I think East once Indian. again he has an ulterior motive. I do too. He's there's a reason for everything that he does, and there this reason. Will and be even though he's gone through and paid people, money's not his. Money's not his ultimate objective. We still don't know what his right. ultimate objective is. But, it was but clearly theirs. it's not money. This is a guy who threw a bunch of jewels into the into the, the water as if it's water. nothing. Right. What's his ulterior motive? We don't know. But I do think there's an ulterior motive well, to 100%. his Well, 100%. I mean, there has to be, or this would be the worst show ever. Well, I don't think he's just paying them to be to clear out white noise. I don't feel like he has a problem with white noise. I don't think he's paying them to have them back off or fix the reputation of his father. I don't think that he has a problem. You don't think he's paying him to prove a point? I think he has an ulterior motive okay. that goes well, beyond then what, okay. it. Okay. And that beyond That's, it is somehow bringing down the East India um, company. Okay. Then it closes basically with us finding out about a another wife. Lorna. Lorna. And how she was an actress and she just shows up and basically they're going to clear the marriage, make sure the marriage was real and she's going to try and basically take over whatever James inherited and... That's where it leaves us. Or it leaves with complications that, yes. oh, shit, you know, there's now there's What's two people. Happen? Yeah, who has the right. actual right to right. this land. And um, What do you guys predict for next episode? Your After Buzz TV <laughs> predictions. As, <laughs> as ominous as the show is, I think yeah. that's so inappropriate right now. Like, you're, <laughs> let's line it up. I mean, you always have something to I say. I feel like Lorna and James are going to act as a team rather than act as enemies. I feel. I don't think. I think James is a solo. Man. I think he's solo, but I don't know. It seems like this woman is smart, and she like knows. I love how I said I don't like the theater. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're we're going to see what the aftermath of uh, Silvertooth is going to be, and what Gary's going to try to do to get rid of uh, James. That's my prediction. Okay. I think we need to focus on the wife. She plays a big part. She's someone who has a sharp wit that James isn't as used to from everyone else. So I would focus on the wife. I would also focus on episode three, once again, being very much like episode one and two. So I think it's just going to be now. We shift slightly to the wife, but we get more of the same. And I also want to find out who brought the wife, because I don't think she just came out of her own two cents. So that is everything, guys. Thank you so much. Please leave us comments. Go ahead and like everything um, and let us know what you thought of the episode. I'm Abigail Frere, and you can find me on all social media at Abigail Frere. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. I'm Olivia Gabri. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, The Real OG. Well, definitely let us know what you think in the comments yes. down below. At yes. I am Tehran on my Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, all around. I appreciate each and every one of you. The bathroom heartthrob. That's right. If you understand that language, please let us know. And don't forget, um, calm, pretty, certain, and fragrant. You can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Rick Hong. <laughs> did, did he just curse all of us? <laughs> I think that was racist. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.